ball rolling here. I'm glad to hear from both of you and to connect right now. So we're taking a breath of love and gratitude. <sighs> taking that breath of peace and harmony, taking that breath of joy and wisdom, taking that breath of clarity, wholeness and harmony. Breathing in love, breathing out gratitude, we're grateful and we are thankful to consciously connect and commune with the higher Holy Spirit self, the I am that I am. We're grateful and thankful to recognize the power and the presence of God is the I am that I am. And that is the only power active in our lives. What I know is that the I am presence is the only power active in every cell, fiber, and function of the body temple. The I am presence is the only power active in our emotional body, in our mental body, and all the subtle bodies. We're grateful and thankful to claim our healing right now. We're releasing all attachments to the past and standing in the present moment. Awake, aware, joyful, harmonious, peaceful, whole. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. So does either of you have anything you'd like to share, a question you'd like to ask? Mm. Mm. Um, you know, I'll share this. Um sometimes I feel that uh one one of my clients in particular, you know, I feel like he's further along than I am. <laughs> And you know he seems to. I mean he he um, uh, seems to you know take you know our discussions. Uh, they seem to be important to him. Uh, but I I feel that a lot of times he God this guy he's he knows a lot more than I do. You know. So, yeah, I remember we I took, talked about this last month. Did we talk about it? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember it. Did I talk about it the last time? And I didn't have a chance to go back and re-listen. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, but you're bringing it up again. So, and how does that feel to you? That he might have a deeper practice or more awareness than you do? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think it right now, you know, I, actually, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I guess I wish that I knew what he, what he knows, but I know that I will be knowing what he knows as I continue to practice. Um, and I guess I feel. Hmm. I wonder, you know, why is he listening to me sometimes? 
but then I know that's not in my hands, that, you know, God put us together for some reason. So, And is he listening to Barbara's ego, or is he listening to spirit mm-hmm. to Barbara? Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, he's listening to my spirit. He hears he, he hears something. Yes. And I pray that he does all the time. Yeah. So your prayer is powerful. Mhm. That's good to know. I have to keep reminding myself of that. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's, to me, it's part of the process of doing this work is to eliminate insecurity. Okay. Yeah. Where does insecurity come from? comes from, you know, Past those old tapes and things that I've told myself. And where do those come from? Well, they've come from what I think I experienced or what somebody else told me. And where does that come from? Well, I don't know where that comes from. Amina, would you like to weigh in here to share anything? Um, yeah, I mean, to me, that insecurity comes from false thoughts. It comes from comparing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, comparing is is not the truth. There's There's no comparison. There's no competition. Mhm. And um mm-hmm. what what I think of in in this instance is he may have a certain awareness this client or you know anybody else you're talking to may have a certain yeah. awareness that you might deem greater than yours which also isn't true. But mm-hmm. one of the things that's so important about you know, being in community or having, you know, practitioners and clients and those kinds of relationships is that we can see more clearly for the others. We lift each other up. And so, you know, I can see something that you might not see when you're in it. And you might mm-hmm. see something that I might not see when I'm in it, when I'm believing my thoughts. We still we know the same truth. There's no yeah. better than. There's no, like, oh, we are Barbara knows more truth than I do. It's you know, part of it is our practice and what we what we have exposed ourselves to, but we really are here to support each other and remembering mm-hmm. the truth all of the time. And so even though he mm-hmm. has an expanded awareness, you know, we all forget sometimes or we need a, just a different way of hearing something and, and that's when spirit will come in to just support you in, in sharing that and, and pointing things out to support your client. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the, the greatest practitioners and ministers and teachers still need spiritual support. Yes. Right. Or, or not need, but can benefit from. You know, sometimes require, sometimes request. It's not that they're lacking, but, you know, everybody mm-hmm. needs to be supported at times. Yes. And, and and we really, it's important that we don't forget that. Mm. That, you know, we, mm. we we don't know everything and we, you know, we can access everything, but we're always going to benefit from being mm. in a conversation where we were reminded of the truth with our spiritual family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what it is for me? That was very well said, Amina. What it is mm-hmm. for me is whenever I think there's a lack, then I'm identified with the ego. Okay, yes, I understand that. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so I can shift yes. my identification if I choose. <laughs> yes. I, I think no. lately I've been really identifying with the ego. I mean, I just feel like I'm, some days I feel like I'm in a battle. Oh, yeah. With the, you, yeah, I mean, that's definitely what it feels like some days. A fierce, and lately it's been a lot, you know, just about every day. And I um, choose. I make an. I make every effort to choose differently, to see differently, and then it goes right back, you know. Mm. So some days I'm choosing all day. Mhm. That's right. Yet we are choosing all day. And because we're disciplining our mind to stay aligned with our true self. And so whenever we feel upset, as you well know, that means that we've shifted identification to the false self. And so we choose again. And, yeah, it's um, there's a period of great intensity for most people where the fear and the upset is so great, it becomes a constant motivation to choose again. Yeah, I, I think that's the part. I think I'm going through that now. Mm-hmm. It, just, it seems really intense. Mm-hmm. And is it all different kinds of fear thoughts? Uh, it is. It's all different kinds of just, you know, whatever comes up that I'm not moving fast or I'm not, I'm never going to get this done or something mm-hmm. about my daughter or, you know, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And so I just, uh, it's it's a battle. It's like a war. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, I did it, put something in Facebook yesterday. I mean, I was just at my wit's end, and I just I put something in there about it. Um, you know, the struggle. Can I? Will I do? Will I be able to get it done? You know, and just ask for prayers for strength and clarity and so forth. 
I understand. I really do, Barbara. And I think the most important thing is when that's going on is to recognize it's actually a good thing mm-hmm. be- be- because the intensity will drive you to really discipline your mind. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So you you had the episode with the high blood pressure and uh-huh. something Something's going on with your daughter, and mm-hmm. how, are you seeing? Are you getting counseling from anyone? No, not at this at this moment. I'm not. Mm-mm. And so um, maybe I, is, I was thinking about choice? it, but I haven't. Okay. I've been thinking about that. I need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we all need. Uh, and, well, we all really benefit from uh, the counseling and perspective of someone who's mm. deeply doing the work, and yes. who can support us in knowing the truth. Yes. So yes. each of you I, in this I, program I, can go to each other. For mm-hmm. sessions, that's that's ideal. Mhm. It really is ideal. Yes. Have you done that, Barbara? I, uh, yeah, I, I worked with Rainbow for a while. Mhm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Amina? Um, I have not been getting a lot of regular counseling. I occasionally will talk with Rainbow, but have not been doing that regularly and, and could definitely benefit. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Barbara, I'm definitely open to supporting you. If I can, I would love to do some sessions with you. I'm, I'm not oh. seeing really seeing clients much right now, I'm, and I'm open to that. Um, there's a lot going on, but I'm definitely open to having some counseling sessions and. Receiving some count, giving and receiving. <laughs> okay. Mhm. Mhm. That sounds good. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, there was a period for me where um, I was learning a, a different technique, but it was a, a, a kind of a very deep counseling technique. Um, and uh, a practitioner friend of mine from Agape, a minister friend of mine from Agape, uh, the two of us, we did sessions almost every week. We probably, I don't know how many sessions we did, but certainly we did. We each, I probably had 30 or more sessions with her. Uh-huh. And we, we, were, we were doing it maybe every week, every other week for a while, and it was very beneficial. So you were counseling each other? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. would get together, and we would do a session for her and a session for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we would get together in person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would so, Amina, you, we can you, definitely yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd like to it. talk 
Yeah, I've been getting a lot of um, support in different areas, which is good, but I think it's also beneficial to to have somebody who's doing spiritual counseling. Um, it's kind of coming out in other ways of things that I'm doing and, you know, I'm taking singing lessons and I'm, you know, having deep conversations with my my teacher and I'm, you know, getting body work mm-hmm. from somebody who's very intuitive and skilled and, you know, mm. has a deep practice and, you know, deep awareness and, and that's helped me a lot. So yeah. I'm grateful because I do feel supported and I feel like mm-hmm. I had all of the, you know, I have a lot of different opportunities and then, you know, a lot of friends and inspired community, you know, we kind of do that for each other in a more unofficial way. But um, I think it would be good to continue, you know, practicing and receiving the benefits and, you know, of of this mm-hmm. training getting our hours and just really grounding ourselves in it. Yep. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Mhm. So we can def- we can talk about that. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really beneficial to if you can uh work it out to do weekly sessions or frequent sessions. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've always good. liked that for myself, and it's always been very helpful to me. Because then you stray mm-hmm. out, stay on track with the issues you're working on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they don't have to be 90-minute sessions. Mm-hmm. But having a session is different than having a conversation. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Mhm. Yeah, and Barbara, I do encourage you to go back and listen to the conversation from last time about um I'm gonna write it down right now. This yep. Yes. I will. I'll do it. Sometimes anything else? Anything else going on that anybody'd like to talk about? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot going on, and I'm just trying to discern what I want to talk about. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Um. But really seeing the effects of of my thinking so much more clearly mhm and and from you know i I gave uh the message at inspire while Jesse was away, as you know jennifer, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't. I didn't feel ready, you know, I didn't, when he asked me, I really wanted to say no, and um, 
I didn't feel ready. I didn't think he was going to ask me to do that that soon. I didn't, you know, all of these thoughts and judgments that I had. And, um, and then it's also like what I, what I recognized as I kind of went through this process was also how you think about the talk that you're delivering. If you think about it as, I'm just up there sharing my love and sharing my experience and talking to dear friends. Or are you making it into like, oh, my God, I'm delivering a sermon, and how could I possibly do that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, making, you know, putting a meaning on what the offering is. And Mm -hmm. I I noticed how, how I reacted to that. And, um, you know, I had several meetings with Jesse. I had lots of doubts and, you know, all of that. And then, of course, his um, request of, of how it was to be, to, to be delivered was to have a minimal structural framework and then just hand it over he didn't want it written out he didn't want it you know rehearsed and prepared and all of that um which is not the way i work you know even just when at my job when i give announcement i have it written out and i i use it for less frequently now but i like having it so that i can you know i i always think oh i could forget something or i could say it wrong or whatever and um so i really had to step into trust and and hand it over, and it, it turned out much better than I expected, for sure. And it was a, it was shorter than I expected, but it was was better than I expected. And um, and then it was over. And I was like, oh, now what? I've spent a month freaking out about this. <laughs> like I have all this headspace now. Uh, it was a, just a really interesting experience, and um, but I really learned a lot from just everything I went through in the process, and I feel like I can really apply that that learning and that experience to you know future things that I may be doing. Well, what I will be doing, I just I don't know what they are, but I'm sure it won't be the last time that I have to get up and give a talk so it was it was very interesting to me and very illuminating mm. wonderful would you do mm-hmm. it again oh yeah for sure <laughs> well I, I may have said this you know um, in an earlier call or conversation with you Jennifer but you know, my instinct was to want to say no, and then I realized, you know, I'm I'm blocking, I'm rejecting my answered prayer, even if I don't feel like I'm ready. You know, I don't, I want to take the opportunities that are being offered to me to help me grow into the place that I, I want to work from and 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 be in, and I can't be saying no when I'm asked to participate. Yes, that's great awareness. Yeah. Is there anything you would do differently? 
Um, what I would do differently is um, not spend a month freaking out about it. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. the main thing. You know, I definitely, I obviously there's room for improvement, but I don't feel like I need to really do anything. You know, I, I did spend a lot of time in contemplation and a lot of time, you know, meditating and writing and thinking and really clearing out a lot. And I think that that helped me. I, I really used it as a motivator to, I knew that if I was going to truly let spirit give this talk, that I had to clear out a lot. And so I felt like I did that. Um, and I would continue to do that. And I would frame it differently in my mind, not, not spend as much time freaking out about it, and really maybe refine things a little bit more, go a little more into depth. But again, I just, like, I took what I got and said what I said, and I, I felt like I did it fairly well. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. Thank you. I'm I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. I'm grateful that I did it, and I'm grateful that it's over. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and if you're if you are speaking again, I can give you some tips. Yeah, I would love that. Mhm. Yeah, because I had a lot of training in ministerial school, and um, the. I found that uh, the training didn't actually work for me. I had to set it all aside to find the the way that works best for me. And uh, I've had ministers say to me that they didn't like speaking and things like that. And then I I shared my tools with them, and it changed things for them. So next time. Yeah, I would... I would really appreciate that, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah, my my pleasure. Well, any questions of any kind? Um, I've been thinking about this. Um, when I can't think of any particular situation at this moment, but the question uh, came up for me, and that is, uh, when a person comes up with something, do I always look for uh, a message? What is the message in each? 
condition, a person comes up with a problem, what is what is this? What is the message? And I can't say uh, I always see that or have a real handle on what the message might be. So is that important? Give an example of what you mean by the message. Mm, well, even even just um, my blood pressure, for instance. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. I mean, how letting go of the past? Uh, what is? I don't understand how. What does that have to do with it? Holding on to the past. Um, what does that have to do? with the blood flowing in and through my veins and arteries and heart. I don't know if that's a good example, but that's what comes up. Yeah. So that's when you tune into what is the cause of the blood pressure you get holding on to the past. Well, no, this is this is what Louise Hay had to say. I didn't get that. Uh huh. This was her. Uh, right. This is what she when we. Yeah, this is what she had to say about it. That one right. holding on to the. Uh, but I didn't. I don't know what the explanation is. I, I I don't know that there's any further explanation that she gave around that. Right. Um. I mean, some things are a little bit easier. Um, my friend, uh, or my uh, client, who uh, you know loaned twenty or thirty thousand dollars to um, her friend. Well, what, you know, what is that? What is the message in that? What is she needing that would cause her to give her money away when she doesn't? Have, when that's for her retirement, you know, it has to be you know a deep seated need there well of wanting you know wanting something from this person maybe maybe okay uh or maybe not deserving to have that kind of money well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What what are you looking for in trying to figure this out? Well, what I'm looking for, what what do we need to uncover? What is the belief behind all of this, uh, so that she can feel, mm, you know, so so that things will make sense. Um, she can see, you know, what 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 cause? Why would one? She wanted. She want. She wants her money back. Is the bottom line is she wants her money back. And the reason she brought it up is because she doesn't understand why the woman won't pay her her money back. And so, what? I felt is that she may never get her money back. So how can how can we come to grips with this and be okay 
with this um, and be able to move on past it. Right. That... Yes, and how can she do that? She can do that by look finding the belief. What what was it? And you know, wading through maybe a lot of stuff to find that belief, but uh what caused what 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 why would what causes one to do that? Why how would is... one how does identifying that belief help her? Well, when she identifies the belief, it would help her see what she's doing so that maybe it maybe it affects other areas in her life. Maybe she's doing the same thing in other areas. So to see what she believes um when those other things come up then she knows where they're coming where it's coming from well let's let's look at this i think this is a really valuable inquiry barbara so let's say that someone self medicates with food alcohol sex whatever because they feel unworthy and unlovable. And they know yeah. that. I feel unworthy and unlovable, therefore I'm going to binge, eat, drink, have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. How does knowing what it is that they're trying to run from help them? No. Um, well, I guess not if they're still doing it, and they know that they know what they're running from, so, so I guess uh, so knowing information, it that, uh-huh. information isn't healing is information no information is not healing so that's no. the thing is the ego wants to understand what is the root cause the spirit knows. The spirit knows. And when the person is really, truly willing Mm -hmm. to have a healing and to transform, Mm -hmm. whatever they need will be provided. So the truth Mm -hmm. is um, that in order to heal this issue, number one, she has to forgive herself. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we worked on some forgiveness stuff around that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when she feels she has forgiven herself, she no longer feels badly about it. And she may have to forgive herself many times, right? Well, the truth of the matter is forgiveness is releasing the judgment. And so mm-hmm. if if I say I'm releasing the judgment, but I'm not actually releasing the judgment? Yes. Then it's just words. Yes, it's just words. So So for me, there have been times when I had to release the judgment a thousand 
2,000 times because I didn't really mean it in my heart. Yes, that's that's what I mean. Uh-huh. I just wanted to be free of my suffering. Yes. But I didn't really wish to be free of my judgment because I kind of thought oh. I was right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and we don't even mm-hmm. have to really know exactly what the judgment is. We don't have to really know what the belief is. We can feel it. There's something here mm-hmm. that's false. There's something here that doesn't feel good. Whatever it is, I'm not interested in it anymore. And if we're truly interested in giving up these false beliefs, then if we need to actually know what they are, they'll be shown to us so we can choose again. Mm. Our willingness really is all that's required because only the ego needs to understand it. Only the ego needs to have the information because the spirit already knows. I, I guess that's, I guess that's, hard for me to get I mean that just a little just the willingness I read it all the time just the willingness and I don't have to do anything that's I don't always <laughs> that's hard for me to get with sometimes yeah but you know here's a good example like you've had so much experience with your family with your mother with your sister with your daughter yeah. I have I have yes In each case, you had a willingness to really disengage from your judgment. Yes. And that's every single time, that's the thing that brought you the benefit. Yeah, yeah. You became vigilant with yourself. Mm. And you really made the decision to stop energizing the negativity. Yeah, and I've just made it again with my daughter another time. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we, we you know, sometimes it feels like layers. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it sometimes feels like layers. And I mean, but I, to, I guess from maybe I'm looking at it from the ego standpoint because, I mean, it just seems just a little willingness. That's all I have to do is want to do it. <laughs> yes. But you see, if if you have a little bit of willingness and you say, I'd, I'd really love to be loving, and then you get 50 different opportunities in the next two hours to be loving, but you don't take any of them? Yes. Uh-huh. Your willingness really is it's not, not real. your heart. Not yeah. From my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I have to come back and do it again. Yeah. You just have to keep back, just keep coming back, keep coming back. Yep. See, that's the thing I learned when I first started teaching uh, workshops in forgiveness. The very first time I taught a workshop in forgiveness, I'll never forget, there was a woman that uh, volunteered from the audience to work on her thing, and so she stood up and she said, I really would like help with this because when I was a child, my father raped me repeatedly, 
And I have forgiven him so many times, but I just can't get over it. Mm. And right there in that second, right there in that moment, I understood, oh, Uh she's still judging. And so there is no real forgiveness. Okay. True forgiveness is when we no longer hold the judgment. So with her, what did you do? Help her to continue? I helped her to let go of the judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, first I, I was helping her to see that forgiveness is not just I forgive you. Forgiveness yes. is okay. I'm not going to judge you anymore. And also, in at all forgiveness issues where the person has a hard time forgiving, yes. In every single one of those, if if you drill down just a little bit, it's themselves uh-huh. they don't forgive. Mm. Because even mm. in an example where a little girl is raped by her father, on some level, most of the time those children, there's something about being special that they like. They mm-hmm. like the attention. Yeah. And sometimes if they're older children, they're nine or ten. Not always, because it just depends. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some some are just horrific. Um, but sometimes with older children, they, they experience sexual yeah. pleasure, and they feel guilty yeah. and ashamed of it, and they can't forgive themselves for it. Mhm, And that's why they can't forgive their abuser, but it's really themselves they can't forgive. So just being able to say, look, just because someone raped you and you had some sensual enjoyment or you like the specialness, you're a child, that doesn't mean that you did mm-hmm. anything wrong, you know? Mhm, mhm. So with a deep-seated issue like that uh, and with the difficulty in moving through the forgiveness process, um, how do you you work with them? Where do you take them? What's the next place? Yeah, it's it's about um, sometimes it can be really helpful to Mm -hmm. say, so... The, the block is there are some opinions and judgments, known or unknown, that you still think are valuable. Mm. What might they be? Okay. And then you can ask, as they come to light, you could say, okay, is holding on to that opinion, that judgment, worth it to you? Would you rather, you know, it really is, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Mm. You know, and the thing is, is like, we can say, look, it was really wrong that my father raped me when I was nine years old. That's wrong. That's bad. Well, it's, yes, I understand that. 
And we don't know what anything is for. Yes. You know, what if in a past life you were the one who was the abuser and you set it up in this lifetime to have this experience so that you could know what it was like to be on the other side of it so that you would never Mm -hmm. do it again? What if that's the reason for it in your life? Would you still think that your abuser, you know, should be punished? It's really, you see how, this is how all self-forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Hmm. Yeah. Because usually if we can't forgive someone, it's it's often ourselves that we can't forgive. Because it's something yeah. that we did in the, a past life or we can't forgive ourselves for putting ourselves in that situation. You know, we 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 can't forgive ourselves for loaning the money. I was so stupid to have loaned them the money. Mm-hmm. You know, not being able to let go of those opinions and judgments against the self. So I so it sounds like the thing is just to help them uh, look at other feelings that they have or other thoughts that they may have connected to that issue. Yeah, and bring so those out to light. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Anything? all forgiveness yeah, all forgiveness is release of judgment. Mhm. Mhm. So what what might be the opinions and judgments that you still value? And why mm-hmm. do you need them? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Amina. So you you had this you had this very challenging situation for you recently at work, and it yeah. brought up it brought up a bunch of judgments, right? Yes, it did. And so. And, and and it's been challenging for you to release them, right? It has. It has. It's it's getting better. You know, it's it's definitely getting better. Um What what made it so challenging to let them go? I think some of it is wanting our way, you know, wanting my way and wanting it to be the way it was or the way I think it should be, which is a judgment, you know. That's the overarching judgment is how I think it should be, how it used to be, how I want it, and then none of it is is any of that. And, um, you know, we, we get very identified with our roles and our positions and the way our systems and structures are. Yep. Yep, that's very well heard. I had a, a situation, you know, related to this where we were hiring a new position, not the director, but another program person. And, um, I was frustrated and I was upset because I wasn't 
as involved in the process as I had been. I, I had led the recruiting in my department for 15 years. You know, mm-hmm. I was in charge of all of that and would bring it to my boss for review and, you know, interviews and all that, but I was the one leading it. And here I am now. Uh, they're sending me the resumes, I think, out of appeasement and courtesy, but, you know, just to shut me up. But, you know, other people are doing the phone screens and the initial interviews. And then I finally was talking to uh, somebody and I was expressing this and she said, you know, what if you just could take less responsibility? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't have to do it all. I don't have to, just because I always did, doesn't mean I have to do it now. And really, they should choose the person that they're going to be really, really happy with because that will make, ultimately make my life easier and make it easier for me to leave when I need to leave. And I really you know, shifted my whole thought on that, and it helped quite a lot. And, um, yeah, and, and yeah, I ended up really agreeing with, you know, who was hired, and it, it's working out well. Mm. Yeah, so I hear you uh, that sometimes it's about the need to be right and the need to be in control. Yeah. Mm. Control. Yeah. That's it. And that's not that's not trusting spirit. That's not surrendering. Mm-hmm. That's being in a place of holding and constricting, not being in the flow. Mhm. Not being open to what is there for mm-hmm. us to see and learn and experience. Mhm. And you know, I think if we're holding on to something, we're not open to something new. If we're holding mm-hmm. on to how it should be, we we don't even have a sense of what the possibilities are. Maybe that's not right for us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But we can't even allow anything else in mm-hmm. if we don't let go, mm-hmm. if we don't trust. Mm. Yep. I love the affirmation, I am the only power acting in my life. You could say I am is the only power acting in my life, but I prefer I am the only power acting in my life. God, the only power acting in my life. God in action is my life. I am God in action in my life. Hmm. Yeah, and we have to allow that. (laughs) Indeed. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, and it's, it, isn't it wonderful that if we don't, it's painful? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. gosh. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really you, you know what? I, I, I love, I'm so, I love this conversation so much. I wish I could stay, but in a few minutes I'm going to have to leave because i got to go over to Cedars by 2.30. So, um for my, well, we're uh, ex- we're, mm-hmm. we're done in just two minutes anyway. Oh, that's okay. That'll be fine. You know, that'll mm-hmm. that'll work very well for me. Yeah. I just I'm I'm so grateful for this talk. This mm-hmm. this uh, So grateful. Yeah, it's good. Yep, this yeah. is what practitioner consciousness is really all about. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Jennifer, when I, I saw you that time and I was in such distress and you just really pointed out where I was in judgment and I just hadn't mm-hmm. been understanding that. You know, I had, Michael Lennox had been telling me about Saturn in my chart and Saturn being the great teacher and that it, the, the essentialness of being responsible for what we know. And that's what I recognized I wasn't doing. You know, when you when you shared with me, I recognized I wasn't being responsible for what I know, and that is deeply painful. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we can't not know anymore. Right. And it's not yeah. that we're being punished. We're just being shown. We're mm-hmm. being shown the effects of our choices. Yep. Every minute. Mm. (laughs) Yes. This is why prayer is so helpful, because it helps us detach from that conditioned view to be able to see more clearly make higher choices, more loving choices. This mm. prayer is an active demonstration of our true willingness. And many people are confused and they reject the answer prayer. They think they know what they want or need. Yes, they think they know how it should be. Yep. This is why it really takes great willingness. <laughs> yeah, you know, and John Mundy said to me, I was talking, Venerable's always saying that it, this work takes courage and I was talking with John Mundy, I think it was in a radio show at the beginning of the year about courage, and he said, you know, Jennifer, that word is not in A Course in Miracles. Isn't that interesting? And so when I contemplated it, I realized that for A Course in Miracles, the word for courage is willingness. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can think of 
a little willingness is all that's required. A little courage is all that's required. Mm. A little courage to trust. A little willingness to trust. To have faith. Mm. And doesn't mean courage is a strong heart. Something with the heart, courage. Yeah, well, courage comes from the word heart in uh, Latin and French. But um, Mm. core is the French word for heart. But what it really is, is it's not that you don't feel afraid. It's that you, uh, when you have courage, you move from your loving heart even though you feel afraid. Yes. Mm. Your heart is still driving. Love is still driving your choices. That's what real courage is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take that breath of love and gratitude together right now and say a prayer. It's been wonderful to connect with you both. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we're grateful and we're thankful. What? Hmm. The, the next time I'd like to um, talk a little bit more about this courage, love and courage. I'm, I'm going to write that down so I'll remember. All right, and you can bring that up in class as well. Okay. Yeah. And we have MLC2 class tonight if you'd like to bring it up tonight. See tonight, I might be able to do it tonight. So let's okay, try it down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just read it. I so wrote it down. We're grateful and thankful right now for the love of God that is revealing a clear pathway in our heart, in our mind, a pathway of healing, a pathway of magnificence, a pathway of prosperity, a pathway of joy and wholeness and freedom. We're grateful and thankful to continue to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, remembering that our true identity is abundant love, infinite wisdom, clarity, purity, prosperity. We're grateful and thankful to recognize I am that I am and the I am is the only power in our world, in our life, in our heart and mind. We're grateful and thankful to affirm that this is so and to share the benefits with our friends, our clients, our family, our community and the world. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow this powerful prayer to be made manifest. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. And, amen. Amen. Mm. Oh, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank Thanks, you. Amina. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you. I love you both. Thank you. I love, love you, you too. <laughs> so, Amina, um, I guess I'll email. We can email each other yeah. telephone number. Well, I have your telephone number unless you change yeah. it. Nope. It's the same. Okay. Okay. Love you. Then we'll t- I love you. Okay. Talk to you. Bye bye. Yeah. The moderator has left the conference.